reading from Acts chapter 2, beginning with verse 36. Therefore, <clears throat> Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Can you say amen? And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. I want to go back to verse 37. When they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? That is, they had crucified the Lord. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's the way it is. And you shall, everyone say shall, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you. Now I want to preach today, the promise is unto you. Put your Bibles down just for a moment and let's pray and ask the Lord's anointing. Could we do that right now? Let's lift our voices. Father, right now, pour out the Spirit in the house of God. Fill every hungry heart and give us revival. Change lives. Let the old anointing rest upon this place. Lord, we have felt it now. Anoint the word in Jesus' name. We pray and we give you the praise. <clears throat> Put your hands together and let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Thank the Lord for what he's doing and for his presence here today. Amen, amen. You may be seated. God bless you. We thank the Lord for every teacher that's teaching all our classes. Our classes are growing. You're going to have to help us pray because we have some issues with, with space and we need to work on it and we will. But I thank the Lord for every sacrifice that each of you have made, our teachers have made. And that was a great lesson today from our good brother Pace. We thank the Lord for every one of you and your willingness to, to be, to serve in the kingdom of God. Now these are, I am certain, the very closing days of time. <clears throat> I have no doubt in my mind that these are the closing days of time. You may say, well, I think it could be 100 years. Fine, I, but you're not preaching. I believe that these are the very end of days. We are there. We are, we are approaching the trumpet. It's about to sound. And the Lord is going to return. It is important that you not allow the devil who is trying to convince you that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is only for other people. You need to, you need to resist the devil. And you need to say, I want what God promised me. See, the devil says, well, it's for them, but, but that's not for you. You know, you're a nice person. You, you, you don't really need, and, and, and he, got, he goes through all these. He'll, he'll make up any lie he's got to make up to convince you that you're fine. Don't worry about it, even though your heart is telling you that you need to seek the face of God. 
And you're hungry for it. I have people every day from every denomination telling me, Reverend, I wish I could understand this Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. It's in the Bible, but I don't think I understand it. I feel today an unction from the Holy Ghost that says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's in this place. God is going to anoint this church with the power of Almighty God. And we are going to be distributors. We are going to be the preachers of the gospel in these last days. Now, I just read to you the preaching of Peter to a crowd of people that's very familiar to us all. And the devil said, eh, it's just so familiar to us all, you know, like that's some kind of uh, reason to, to ignore it. We are not going to ignore the most important and simplistic me- message that God has given the church in this hour. The God that made us, the God that made us human, is the God that is able to pour his own spirit into us. Hallelujah. By the way, this is what you're feeling today. Now, I'm kind of worked up. So if you're not familiar with the, with the apostolic church, we kind of do a lot of things like this. And we get kind of carried away. We, we run and jump and shout. We dance. We dance in the Holy Ghost. We just do all kinds of things. But what you're feeling is the presence of the Lord. That's what you're feeling. The Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and let's give him a little bit of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some people think their education excuses them. Some people think their money excuses them. Some people think it just doesn't matter. But I'm here to tell you today, it matters. God has the Holy Ghost for you. So Peter was preaching to a crowd of people who had known the recent crucifixion of the apostles' Lord. His name was Jesus Christ. It is the most well-known name in history. It is the name that now circles the globe. Every religion and every people know the name of Jesus Christ because he has impacted this entire world. It was Jesus that said, the miracle worker, the blind eye healer, the Christ who walked on the water was now dead by cruel hands of Roman soldiers, a spear in his side and nails in his hands and feet and yet the grave could not hold him that didn't stop the apostles Jesus couldn't be held by death and the grave hallelujah I'm praying that God will stir the church in these last days stir the preacher Lord Stir the United Pentecostal Church, Lord. We cannot depend on secular minds and and human ability and wealth. We must depend upon the power of the Holy Spirit in these last days. Jesus could not be held because the devil hasn't got the power. He could not hold him in the grave. And he has no power over your life. No, he doesn't. Every once in a while, I have people say, Pastor, you need to be very so careful because what if the devil, oh, the devil is going to be so mad that you said that. And I say, well, I'm glad. What do you mean? They're worried that the devil's going to sneak up on me. And, and uh, you know, I always tell them I know karate and things like that. 
so word. I'm, I know they mean it kindly and I'm not denigrating it. But the apostles couldn't be stopped because their Savior could not be stopped. The grave couldn't stop him. Hallelujah. So I'm talking to you today. God has something for you and it's a promise. It was for you. It was not something. If I told you today a billion dollars was waiting for you. Have you noticed how we've gone from being millionaires to billionaires? I don't mean we, but (laughs) I'm trying to express to you that we're now talking all the time about billionaires. I imagine someday we'll be talking about trillionaires. We recently had the death of a billionaire. It's been all in the news, which, of course, reminds us and not using it as an opportunity to feign that I don't care about a billionaire's death. But it reminded me once again that all the money in the world cannot buy you happiness. No, my friend. No, God has promised you something. And if someone said you had a billion dollars waiting for you, you I'm going to just guess. One time, Sister French and I got a letter in the mail. How, how long ago was that? <laughs> she doesn't want me to tell. I, I'm going to tell it on myself. And, and it said we had won. How much was it? A million or what was it? I think it was a million. It seems like it was a million. Huh? All right. I'm getting the whole scoop here, but... Um, <clears throat> All kinds of money. And I was so excited I could hardly believe it. Of course, I was about 15 years old. No, I was, we were really young. That was way back. Did we have kids? I don't think we even had kids. We had one kid. Right. I called everybody. I mean, I was just, oh my goodness. We've got a couple million. And I thought, this is impossible. And it turned out, of course, it was a bunch of baloney. But, uh, and I know you're, you're, you're thinking, whoa, wow, oh, look at that. He got fooled by that. But I suspect if, <clears throat> if you'd legitimately had someone that had a billion dollars for you, you wouldn't say, well, in a couple of weeks, I'll try to remember to call you. I don't think you would do that. Most likely you would stop everything you're doing. You would, most of the people that win these, uh, like these lotteries and all, they could have been studied their whole life and for a particular job, they quit the job and they say, I've got all this money. And so they, I mean, they do what they think they ought to do, but they certainly don't sit around saying, well, what do you think, hon? Should we take that? Billion dollars? And she's over there, I don't know. Do we really want a billion dollars? No, we know that's uh, silly. We would be thrilled to know. In fact, some of us, if you're like me, I saw a penny the other day. And it was kind of scrunched a little bit, but I thought, I think I could polish that. I picked it up. I pick up the pennies. I pick up the pennies. I have children come up the other day. Someone handed me four cents. Four cents. And they wanted to know, was that enough to give? And I said, 
That's a lot. That's a lot. Because they meant it. Just imagine your troubles would all be over and you'd have all this, all this money. Well, the Lord has promised you and given to you a promise of the most important thing that will ever happen to you. He has promised you that his spirit is available for you. You say, Brother Finch, you're talking to some people here that have been uh, kind of, you, don't, you just don't realize. You, you have to be careful. I'm not being careful. I am telling you that whosoever will, God is able. He wants to give you. He has promised to give you the power of his spirit. The risen Jesus in Acts chapter 1, the Bible said, Jesus commanded them to wait for the promise. Now that we're not waiting anymore, but this is Acts chapter 1. Verse 5 says, For when John, for John truly baptized with water. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. John baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him a little bit of praise here. Apostolic apostolic tabernacle apostolic means having the apostles experience we are Pentecostal and we are apostolic we are apostolic in our doctrine and we are Pentecostal in our experience okay we're in a world where people do whatever they want to do and they claim God doesn't care what I do what I am and so on and so forth but of course he does. We know he does. And they know he does too, but they want to walk on. Somebody convinces them otherwise. We are apostolic. We are doing what the apostles did. The apostles could not be convinced to doubt the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. They refused to follow man-made substitutes. I was at the university, and I, 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 the, 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 I taught at the university for a while, and then I've uh, been mostly in school my entire life. And I ended up with a degree. Well, in my master's degree is in language, uh, what, we now, what we usually would call ancient language, which means languages that are ancient. They're no longer spoken, or they've evolved so much, you have to study the ancient language, and then you could learn the modern language. And uh, I was getting ready to uh, graduate, and uh, someone said to me, well, you, you're going to be in a whole other category now. You're, you're, you're in this new category. What they meant was I was supposed to now be proud. And that was going to change the way. Of course, he wasn't Pentecostal. He said, you know, you, you guys used to shout. I remember as a kid watching you all. Not me. He didn't really know me. But he said, I saw those Pentecostals. They were out there. Man, they could, they could shout. They were just a bunch of dumbbells. 
We were standing right next to each other. He was, well, I'm not going to describe him because I, I don't want to enter his, his story. We'll have to wait for another sermon. And so I said, but, but, uh, but to Danny, um, I still do that. I still preach that. I shout and I talk in tongues. I said, in fact, I talk in tongues every single day. And he got this look on his face. Because, see, I was supposed to become this brand new person. I said, no, no, this, this PhD is not making me a brand new person. I've already been made a brand new person. Hallelujah. By the power of the Spirit of God. You come too late to convince me, friend. There is a power that is greater than anything this world can offer you. Money can't buy it. Only Jesus can satisfy they refuse to follow man-made substitutes. He said, well, I thought maybe, you know, you know you've got this, that you would, you know, be really refined. I said, I am. I'm refined. I'm very refined. But that doesn't mean. I said, what, what makes being like a lump on a log, why is that refined? Thou shalt hear the voice of thy God. What makes that refined? I said, to me, what is truly refined is when people can feel the unction of the power of a God that cares for them. Doesn't matter what your education, doesn't matter what you've got. What matters is God promised you his spirit. Therefore, we refuse man-made substitutes. I meet them every day. I meet people every day. They'll say, well, I'm so-and-so and so. I say, yes, but the Bible, oh, the, I, the Bible, you know, the Bible's this and that. No, 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 the Bible is true. Hallelujah. Has anybody ever been healed by the power of God here today? Wave your hand if you've ever been healed. Look at that. This, woo-hoo. My goodness, look like somebody here believing that God got power in their lives. We refuse to be intimidated by forces that are determined to stop us. No, the promise was theirs to embrace. Now, as a young evangelist preaching in the Northeast many years ago before I was married, I was uh, in a church and I was preaching the Holy Ghost, and I was young, and I was fresh out of college. And, of course, I mean, I, I, I was still in college, but I had already graduated a couple times. And so I was out preaching, and, and uh, I was unaware that a man uh, who had served time for murder and had been released, and that's a long story. Please don't ask me to get into it. But he was in the meeting, and I didn't know it. I was unaware, and you could feel the power in this service, it was a uh, well. I'll kind of build toward that, and you. But you could feel the urgency in the service. I could feel it. I was. I even remember the sermon. I remember the pulpit. It's been uh, well. How long have we been married? Forty-one years. This was. Uh, we got engaged, and I was wearing. In, I believe we got engaged the week that I was preaching this meeting. I'm next to positive. That's true. So whenever we met and we, uh, what did I just say? That we got engaged? 
Uh, hold on, hold on. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I didn't mean we got engaged, Sister French. Oh, you've got a, a, another baby? All right. I meant we started dating. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? I sent you the letters and they had perfume on it. And I'm allergic. <laughs> I'm preaching this sermon. <laughs> and so uh, I, I, I would send her uh, fragrant and she would send me perfumed, even though I was allergic to it. And the preachers would come and they would do like this. And, Brother French has got an envelope here. And they, do, and then I, they didn't know what I was about to pass out. <gasps> Some of Sister French's perfume is the most deadly perfume known to mankind years ago. But she, she would say, she would test it. And I'd say, well, honey, but you see, the problem with the test is I could die. And she would say, well, let's test this and see if you can handle it. And I would say, no, I can't handle that. I can't handle that. And then she finally did find some things. And she found some uh, cologne that I could actually, you know, if I didn't. To put it on my hands and get it near my face. I could actually wear it and I could, you know, she wanted me to smell wonderful. That was that week that she wrote me, I was in this meeting. The Lord quickened it to my spirit. And this, this part of the story just now dawned on me that it was that week. I'd gone into a city let's just leave the city out let's just say i went into the city and this man was in that service i i will never forget it i could even tell you right now i could i can tell you the way the wood they had built their own altars and they had built their own pulpit and it was uh it wasn't like this at all it was an entirely different kind of kind of an i would think of it sort of as an old-fashioned pulpit and it was quite quite old and that church was pentecostal had been there for a long long time and i was there preaching and i was from the south and this was way up north way up there and uh and this guy walks in well i didn't know he'd just gotten out of prison he'd murdered somebody and uh, and he be, uh the altars were packed and people were were i mean it was a very powerful moment this fellow had a grandmother who had once been in this very very church before her passing and he had vowed in prison when i get out i'm going back i'm going back to that church that i laughed at and that i thought was so stupid i'm going back there everybody knew it except me i was the visiting preacher from way down south and everybody knew that he had murdered them and who they were they knew all about him and when he walked the altar to the the, the aisle to the altar they were just like uh, I could tell there was something kind of going on because we were in the middle of the altar service and in a Pentecostal church when the altar's going on I mean people are praying there they could just be doing about anything they were saying what uh, this this guy I'm not telling you his name but what what is this guy who what what is going on here what's he think he's doing who's he think he's fooling that's what they were really saying Who's he fooling? The Holy Ghost spoke to me. I didn't even know. I, was, I saw him over there and the Holy Ghost said, 
going to fill him with my spirit. God kept drawing me to pray with him and people were whispering and finally one of the got enough courage kind of the head uh, not the preacher he didn't have enough courage, but it was this, the usher he came over and he said brother French and he whispered in my ear he said this, this is uh, this guy I could barely hear what he was saying because you know how it is in an altar and they were just praying and then I said he what he, what do you mean he be murdered uh, he's a murderer and that was supposed to you know, get me off the, off of the scent. This guy just got out of prison, he said. I could hear that pretty clear. That meant, of course, he was hopeless, and that was it. Well, I, I'm telling you today, there are no hopeless cases. If you turn to God in true repentance, there are no hopeless cases. If you turn to God, you've turned to your only hope. Praise God. That man who I will name in a moment, was weeping when I saw him and the Holy Ghost said, I'm about to fill him. I now know, of course, why the Lord told me ahead of time. Although I often hear the Lord telling me and I can hear what the Lord is saying, but he was weeping a puddle. I have never seen it ever anywhere, never. Of course, I don't see altars like this often. These were wood altars that stretched across the entire church. Anybody remember the days when we had those wood altars? And now we've got, you know, a little more carpeted kind of thing. But these were just wood. They were made of pine. They stretched. I'll never forget it. The end had these little decorative things uh, <laughs> brother, bless that you work with wood. They they would like cut little things at the end of the like little images, like a cross. It was a little cross at the end of that, and and it matched what was in the in the pulpit. And I looked down, and and I walked. I was behind him, and everybody. And finally, they were trying to get to me, and and they had whispered that. And I looked down, and there on that pine altar. Because, you know, if you put, I, I don't, I'm saying this it doesn't matter. I, 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 if you put a puddle of tears on an on a old pine bench, it had turned the wood kind of a creamy color because it soaked in that moisture. The, there were so many tears. I never saw so many tears. I'm serious. I, then or since, I've never seen anything like it. And the Holy Ghost said, you do what I've told you to do. And I bent down and I said, uh, sir. He was all slumped over. I mean, like, I, I, I think if I tried to pry him up, it would have been an impossibility. What, what, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? And it took, you know, I kept, uh, can you hear me? What, what's your name? And he kind of moved his head to the side and he said, say. I said, Sam, you've, you've repented your heart out. And I want to tell you something. God has just told me you are going to receive the Holy Ghost this morning. And I just had it whispered in my ear. I never said a word, of course. You're about to obey and be baptized, right? He said, yes, whatever I got to do. Right now. You need to forget about everyone in this room and lift your head because you need the Holy Ghost more than anybody in this room and God has promised it to you. 
And I kept thinking, oh, because they were, I mean, it was like I had preached a tremendous, I mean, I had, I remember the sermon. I had preached my heart out and they had no more attention in that sermon than they did with me standing there whispering in Sam's ear at a pine altar. If you let the devil talk you out of it, you will leave here disappointed. But if you will, he hadn't even lifted his head up yet, other than to kind of wipe his nose a little. He was crying so hard, he just was, tissues were everywhere. You're going to receive the Holy Ghost. He straightened up. And he opened his red swollen eyes and he stood to his feet just like he were just so matter of fact but what I noticed was that I had never seen tears run so fast down a face and he took his hands he had kind of been all squished up like this and he this brand new expression came on his face and his hands, not, not fast, not very emotional. It wasn't, wasn't emotional. Just stretched both of his hands up like that. Opened his eyes. And when he did, he began to speak with other tongues in the most amazing. I mean, I have seen deaf people. I have seen many people receive the Holy Ghost, but I never have forgotten the day that Sam's tears puddled on that altar. And God said, the promise is yours. Nobody may forgive you, but I will forgive you. I had preached that day from Romans 5 that God is the forgiver of our past. And God drew him to the altar. He was speaking so fluently that he could be heard to the back of that sanctuary. My friend, I am telling you today, the promise is unto you. It is that simple. Come on, let's give him a little bit of praise here. You obey the gospel. You repent. You get baptized. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. People are receiving the Holy Ghost in every nation of the world. Why not you? People are receiving the Holy Ghost in China. People are receiving the Holy Ghost in every corner of the world from nation to nation every single day. There is not a day that goes by that people are not receiving the Holy Ghost all over this planet. God promised the same to you. Will you place simple trust and faith in the Lord and his promises or must you be intellectually convinced? Do I have to say, well, I teach language and and uh, do I have to say, yes, I've heard people speak in languages they did not know. Do I have to convince you? No, no. Do you have to hear that somewhere in the hundreds of millions of people, hundreds of millions, some people 
I'm not gonna even I, I'm not even gonna go into the how many people, so many people to get in the Holy Ghost. It's difficult to keep track of the numbers of people. I've written books about it. I'm telling you, there's nothing like it in the history of the world. God is pouring the Spirit out. Why? Because He cares for you and He wants to fill you with His Spirit. Sometimes thousands at a time are getting the Holy Ghost all over the world in Venezuela in the midst of communism God is pouring out the Holy Ghost like you can barely believe I want the musicians to come we're going to sing just a little bit let's let's stand I'm going to have to stop I'm so stirred up I believe God is getting ready to use this tabernacle as a place for hungry hearts to find the gospel their lives are going to be changed they've been in they've been in in all kinds of gangs and all kinds of trouble. They've been in prisons. They've been in every conceivable ungodly place. But God is getting ready to change their lives forever. Could you just lift a hand towards heaven? Hallelujah. Lord, somebody's going to believe because Jesus himself promised it to them. We thank you, Lord, that... Mary, the mother of Jesus, spoke in other tongues. The day of Pentecost, 3,000 people spoke in tongues. And the promise is unto us. Hallelujah. As you watch the signs of the times coming to pass all around you and all over the world, God is asking you to believe the simple promise. He will fill you with his spirit. It could happen right this moment. It's going to happen because he is called to every heart. We're going to ask you to step out from where you are. Saints, come on. We're going to pray up at the front for a little bit before we go home today. And if you're a guest, please come with us. We're going to don't be nervous. We're not going to push you out of your comfort zone. But I want you to be able to pray and talk to the Lord. Someone's stepping out right now by faith. We're believing God. We're trusting God from every corner of this tabernacle right now. Saints, would you pray with me right now? Would you lift your voice right now? Let's stand together in prayer all across the building. And uh, we're going to believe God. If you need healing, I want you to come right now. If you need an answer, maybe you can't pay the bills. I want you to come and trust God right now. Come on, church. Come on. Let's pray. Join us right now. God will meet you here. Let's cry out to God here in the house of God, in the altar of God. It's time to turn from your solutions and repent and turn to God's solutions. That's it. Hallelujah. We're going to believe God right now for your need in your life. Come on down. Send it on down. Send it on down. Hallelujah. That's it. Let's lift that other hand. Oh, Jesus, right now. Would you lift that hand toward heaven? Lord, right now, I pray for each and every one. Under the sound of my voice, have your way. If you need a miracle, I want you to lift your hand right now. Wherever you are in this place, let's just lift it up to heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, God, right now, pour. Lord, somebody's hungering. Somebody's wanting what you have promised to them. Lord, have your way, have your way. Oh, hallelujah. Come on down. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hear our cry. 
receive the Holy Ghost standing here or you may leave this place and you may get into your car. My brother got the Holy Ghost in his Toyota and here he was a drug dealer but God got a hold of him in his car and filled him with the Holy Ghost in his own automobile. You may be opening the door and you're turning the key but you can expect if you're hungry for God he's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. I want us to sing this again. I want you to reach over and lay your hand on somebody and let's pray for one another right now. Oh send it on down. We lift oh. to your name. Hallelujah. Send, send it on down. Send it on down, Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Yes, send it on down. But I pray that the breakthrough will come. Lord, it's a tabernacle. Yes, send it on Send it down. Yes, Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. That's it. Hallelujah. You want the Holy Ghost? Just lift your hand to Him. Come on, just praise Him. Don't worry about anybody else. But I want to receive what you have. I'm surrendering my life. I'm trusting you with my life. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where you are. I was preaching a meeting. They said, would you come? This was years ago. They said, well, Brother French, we hate to ask you to come because we're having church in a drugstore. I said, oh, hallelujah. And so they were, this, this church was the poorest church in town. And they were having church. They weren't in the drugstore. They were over the drugstore. And we would get to, I would get to preaching and shouting and people were getting the Holy Ghost in that upper room up there. And we were knocking the Vicodin, whatever it was, we were knocking the pills off the shelves. And they called up the pastor. Of course, I was the culprit. But they called up the pastor and said, you got to stop whatever you're doing up there. You're knocking all of our pills off the shelves. We said, we can't stop. People are getting the promise of the the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And and this was the poorest church I'd ever preached for. And they handed me one of the biggest checks they'd ever handed handed me as a young evangelist. And I took it and I said, I want you to have it back. I'm giving you this check back. They said, no, 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 Brother French. No, 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 you got to take it. You You can't do that to us. I said, yes, I can. What if I tell you the Lord told me not to take that check? Oh, oh, don't tell us that. I said, well, I'm telling you, the Lord, if I take that check, I'm in trouble. I don't want it. Of course, I needed it so bad I could hardly breathe. But I said, I, I don't want it. 
I'm, I'm giving it back to you. And I mean, from that minute on, the Holy Ghost began to fall until they were able to build a church. They later wrote me a letter, thanked me. They said they took the check and they invested it and God poured the Spirit out. So many people have received the Holy Ghost in that community. They've got this fine building now. Hey, folks, you can get the Holy Ghost above the drugstore. You can get it in your automobile. You can get it anywhere as long as you're trusting Him. I want you to lift your hands with me right now. Saints, come on. Let's have faith that God is going to do it in the days ahead. Hallelujah. Father, right now. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Send Send it it on down. down. One more time. Send it on down. down. Lord, Lord, send it on down. down. Lord, we believe it. Lord, hallelujah. Oh, send it on down. Send it on 